0: The Journey Hometown Journal.
1: The purpose of our initiative is to get parents, caregivers, teachers, coaches, adult youth leaders, really any responsible adult and youth life to start the conversation with youth about the dangers of underage drinking.
2: Welcome to the Hometown Journal. I'm Mark Edwards. This week we are discussing some ways parents and guardians can talk with their teens about the impact and effects of underage drinking. My guest is Tamara Church. Tamara is a Talk It Out ambassador in North Carolina. Talk It Out is a program that provides resources and information about the effects of underage drinking to help parents be better informed on the issue. Tamara, welcome. Thank you for being with us.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here today.
2: Tell us a little bit about your background and how that led you to being involved in the Talk It Out initiative.
1: Well, I've worked in health education for about the last 10 years. Um, I currently teach at East Carolina University and work with the Coastal Coalition for Substance Abuse Prevention, which is a five-county coalition covering Carteret, Craven, Jones, Onslow, and Pamlico counties. I've been working with them since 2016, and I started working as a talk Out ambassador, I guess it's been almost two years now, through a colleague of mine who knew my passion for prevention. We have a wide reach, but it's wonderful to see the collective impact that we can make.
2: Tamara, give us sort of the big picture of the Talk It Out initiative and the approach to getting the information out to parents and teens about the dangers of underage drinking.
1: Well, Talk It Out is a statewide initiative, and for Talk It Out, I actually cover eastern North Carolina, so I even have a larger scope, but our whole initiative is to prevent underage drinking, and the purpose of our initiative is to get parents, caregivers, teachers, coaches, adult youth leaders, really any responsible adult in a youth's life, to start the conversation with youth about the dangers of underage drinking. From the research, we know that more parents that talk with their youth about underage drinking, the less likely youth are to start drinking at an early age. And so Talk It Out is really about keeping the conversations going to develop open lines of communications with parents and their teens or caregivers, teachers, like I mentioned before, really any responsible adult. And Talk It Out, we provide, on our website, we have conversation starters for you know, parents and caregivers to talk to their youth as young as 10 years old. We really want to help youth to understand the facts about underage drinking, how it affects their brain, how it affects their athletic performance. That's why we also tie in the coaches and really help them to also understand the law.
2: Is it your experience that parents are somewhat reluctant to bring up the subject? And is it because they maybe don't have the information or don't know how to approach it?
1: Absolutely. Parents typically don't really know how to approach the conversation. Um, a lot of times if they do, it's that kind of one large conversation, the talk, right? Or we're just telling them, don't go do this. But the one thing that we have learned is that a lot about it is what we say and continue to say and continuing to have that conversation but also what we're doing. Our children are and our youth are watching us every step of the way. They're listening to us and being good role models as well within the home is really important. But parents also just don't really know what to say. But unfortunately we also find that sometimes parents kind of come with this mindset of well our youth is going our teens are going to do this anyway. We would rather them do it here at home. And unfortunately, we find that a lot of parents and caregivers actually supply the alcohol to their youth, thinking that they are making a good decision by protecting them overseeing that. But what we know is that that's actually telling youth that this is okay that you're doing it. So starting the conversation early, understanding that that conversation is going to change as those adolescents turn into teens and even as the teens turn into older teens going on into their 20s, the conversations are going to change as they go, but it's important to start them early and just continue those conversations.
2: Tamara, what's the research and the data showing? Is underage drinking on the decline, or is it increasing in North Carolina?
1: As you know, within the past year and a half with the pandemic, we've been very limited with even the statistics and data that we can collect. So while we do not have any data specifically for 2020, We can assume, based on the increase of alcohol purchases in North Carolina, that alcohol consumption has increased during the pandemic. Therefore, we can assume the same is true for underage drinking. With the increased stress of the pandemic, in addition to the social unrest, adults and teens alike are stressed and seeking ways in which to escape their reality. And this is coupled with the increased access. Many people have lost their jobs or are now working from home. Kids were pushed to online learning and many alternative activities, such as sports and clubs, were shut down. Therefore, there is a lot more access and opportunities to drink. But maybe to give you a frame of reference to what it was like prior to the pandemic, according to the North Carolina High School Youth Risk Behavior Survey in 2019, 15% of high schoolers reported they had drank alcohol or had the first drink of alcohol before the age of 13. And 24.2% reported that they currently drank alcohol, which is actually 5% lower than the national average. And this is across the state. So so we know that, that youth are drinking and we can make the assumption that they are drinking more since the pandemic. But hopefully the start of next year, we will have those statistics in and then we're really gonna be able to look across the board and see how things have changed in terms of alcohol consumption and drinking behavior.
2: This is the Hometown Journal, and this morning we are looking at an initiative in North Carolina called Talk It Out. Parents, you can find out more about that at talkitoutnc.org. We'll be back with more of our conversation with Tamra Church, one of the Talk It Out ambassadors
0: missed any of the latest morning journey i got some good news for you okay now you never have to miss your favorite morning show just download the my journey fm podcast
1: available on itunes and on spotify all you have to do is search my journey fm
0: updated every friday it's the best of the morning journey with kenny and britney we've got the podcast available anytime anywhere check out the my journey fm podcast today now back to more of
2: the journey hometown journal Mark Edwards back with you as we continue our conversation about Talk It Out. That's a North Carolina initiative designed to help parents and teens begin to have conversations about the impact and the effects of underage drinking. My guest is Tamara Church, one of the Talk It Out ambassadors. Tamra, you mentioned in the first segment that parents could begin talking to their children about underage drinking and the effects of that, even when the child is 10 years old. So how does alcohol affect teen development, especially when it comes to the development of their brain?
1: Well, alcohol affects many parts of the brain, pretty much every part of the brain. It affects our judgment, impulse control, our breathing, um, our, our memory, our coordination. And the difference between the adolescent brain and the adult brain is the adolescent brain is still developing. So whenever we think about underage drinking, it can actually wire the brain for alcoholism in people who are really under the age of roughly 25 to 30, but we'll say 21, being that that's the legal age. But youth who begin drinking before the age of 15 are 40% more likely to have an alcohol use disorder compared to only 7% of those who wait until age 21. So what we know the difference as well between the, the youth brain, the teenage brain, and the adult brain is that the pleasure and reward centers are a, a little bit different. That thrill-seeking and that risky decision-making and impulsiveness, it really defines that adolescent brain. And so due to the immaturity of the brain, adolescents respond differently than an adult brain would. While we all weigh kind of those pleasure and rewards or those risk behaviors within our brains, the adolescent actually pays more attention or actually, I should say, kind of disregards the risk and will, will go more towards those pleasure-seeking sides. And so they are more at risk of seeking out those pleasure type of activities, more so than the adult brain does. And it's just how that developing brain is developing at the time.
2: And that risk behavior, that impulse decision making, so many times ties into peer pressure.
1: Absolutely, so we know teens are most influenced by their peers. We are all have peer pressure, even adults. We want to fit in, um, we might want to impress someone, um, whether it be someone in our personal or professional lives, but we're all influenced by our peers. And like I said, though teens weigh those risks and rewards, just as adults do, teens are more likely to kind of ignore those risks. For the reward whenever their peers are present. So it it goes back to just what I was saying with the brain structure. So the systems of the brain that respond to the reward are easily aroused during adolescence, and it attracts teens to risky behaviors, including alcohol consumption, and makes them particularly vulnerable to peer influence. According to the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, teens tend to overestimate how much their friends drink and adults just like teens worry about what other people think of them. And so they want to fit in, they want to avoid the awkwardness and consequently they're pressured to drink. Um, This can be directly or indirectly. And so one way to help teens to kind of is to give them an out, if you will, for example, They can simply say no, but a lot of time when peer pressure is is present, sometimes that's not enough. So other strategies can be to change the topic, to leave the situation, but once again, teens want to hang out with their friends. They want to be there. They want to be doing the same things that their teens are doing. So allowing teens to practice what they might say is really helpful. Um, Let them know that you as a parent or a caregiver or a responsible adult can be their way out. I have a son. For him, if he's getting ready to go hang out with some friends, we might practice what he might say. It might be, no, I can't drink because if I do, my mom will know. She has a nose like a hound. She'll smell it on me. Another way out could be to say that you're driving. You know, I'm the driver. I cannot drink. Maybe I have to wake up early the next day. The key is really to have them practice whatever is comfortable for them. So then whenever they are in real life, having that conversation, they have the confidence to say it. Another alternative is to help them to know what situations in which there might be more likelihood of there being alcohol present and then trying to avoid those situations. Activities that do not include alcohol might be going to a coffee house or to a movie theater or maybe to a mall or going to a fitness center, right? Going to the gym or the Y because keeping teens active is key and keeping them active with their peers it's like that extra bonus we know that the number one reason teens start to use alcohol and substances is due to boredom so if we can keep them active keep them engaged and if we can give them the tools and the skills that they need in order to be able to say no and kind of counter that peer pressure the more likely they're going to be able to do that.
2: This is the Hometown Journal, and we are discussing how parents and teens can begin to have conversations about the effects of underage drinking. My guest is Tamara Church. She is an ambassador with the North Carolina initiative, Talk It Out. You can find out more about that at TalkItOutNC.org. Back with more of the Hometown Journal in a minute
0: missed any of the latest morning journey i got some good news for you okay now you never have to miss your favorite morning show just download the my journey fm podcast
1: available on itunes and on spotify all you have to do is search my journey fm
0: updated every friday it's the best of the morning journey with kenny and britney we've got the podcast available anytime anywhere check out the my journey
2: fm podcast today now back to more of the journey hometown journal Mark Edwards back with you as we continue our conversation about the North Carolina initiative, Talk It Out. That's designed to help parents and teens begin to have conversations about the impact and the effects of underage drinking. And Tamara, before we went to the break, you were saying that one of the most effective ways is for parents to rehearse with their teen what they can do, how they should act if they find themselves in a situation where there is underage drinking going on and they need to get out of that. So what are you hearing from parents who have actually rehearsed these scenarios with their teens as far as how effective that has been?
1: Really, it's the adolescents that say they want their parents and caregivers to talk more about this, Mm -hmm. interestingly enough. Um, But the parents who communicate with their children typically what they see is that their children are not only more open to have conversations around alcohol and substances, but also about everything else. So opening up those line of communications with our youth, especially our adolescents and our teens, is key to building that relationship between those two. I think we can all agree there's way too much technology in our hands these days. And we oftentimes will be out, I'll say pre-pandemic. I think some people are going out and about just as before, but I'll go to pre-pandemic and you would go to a restaurant and you can look around and you'll see a family of four and everyone's on their phone. So we know just from observation, but also from the research that families are not communicating as they once did. And so building those relationships is really key to develop the trust and, and you know, build that relationship to help the kids know your expectations. And so parents that have done this have said that it's made their relationship better with their kids, which has you know, not only helped their adolescents and teens not use Um, but also just built that relationship to where there's a more quality relationship which I think we we all are seeking for with our youth.
2: And something the parents and the teens can do to begin these conversations is found right on the website talkitoutnc.org and that is called Take the Pledge.
1: Yeah. so taking the pledge so what the pledge is all about is helping parents um, as well as like I said coaches or caregivers or really any responsible adult to create an intention to start a conversation, and once again, there's conversation starters on our website, which is at talkitoutnc.org, um, and and just understanding how that conversation is going to shift. But the main point is to get people to start responsible adults to start that conversation so signing the pledge you sign the pledge if you're a parent you sign the pledge with your adolescent or teen and what you're doing is you were saying that you're going to continue these conversations with youth about underage drinking so whenever we think about the parent and teen pledge the the parent is saying that they're going to set a healthy example regarding alcohol They're not going to punish their teen if they call them, if they're in an unsafe situation. Let's say if they are at a house party or out and about with friends and they don't feel safe, they know that they can call you at any time and that you're going to go get them and you're not going to punish them. We also want them to post it either on a refrigerator or on their windshield. Basically have it out to where it is a reminder to continue that conversation. And then the pledge is asking teens to not drink and drive, to call for help if they're needed, and to also keep that line of communication open. And like I said, we also have a coach and athlete pledge. And one of the things that we've learned about this part of it is that teens, whenever they are part of a team, can really act as a support group for each other. Once youth, adolescents, and and teens that are athletes start to understand Not only that alcohol affects the developing brain, but it also can affect their athletic performance. They really start to care a little bit more. And so they start to think, wow, you know, if Johnny or, or Susie had had a drink on Saturday night and now we're out here on the court or on the field on Monday and I see they're having some slow reaction time. They didn't catch the ball as quick or didn't get to their spot in time, whatever that looks like they might start to make that connection that it was because of that alcohol consumption even two days prior. And so what it can do is it can help teams to come together and really act as a support system for each other to not drink. And so with the coach and athlete pledge, the coach is saying that they're going to lead by example and make sure that they're at the top of their game. They're going to be supportive of the team environment and encouraging their athletes to avoid alcohol. And to also have the conversations about underage drinking with the team and, and the athletes. And then with the athletes, they're saying that they're going to avoid underage drinking. They're going to be supportive of teammates as well as continue those conversations. So just like the name suggests, talk it out. That's the whole purpose of our initiative is to really get responsible adults, whatever that looks like in a teen's life, to have these conversations, to continue these conversations, and to be supportive of these teens as they are growing up and learning to find their way in this world.
2: Regarding the, the Coach-Athlete Pledge, is that something that the school system in North Carolina, that they are encouraging all of the, their coaches to do, obviously it's voluntary, but is there a tie-in with the public school system that you're working uh, that aspect with?
1: The Talk It Out ambassadors across North Carolina do work as much as we can with the school systems as much as they will let us in. So in my area, I typically go, I will go to a lot of the games throughout the year where I will have a booth set up and and many other Talk It Out ambassadors do this where we are talking with parents where we are talking with the youth, we are providing information as well as the pledge. And we also try to connect with our coaches. We go and we present at the North Carolina Athletic Association. Whenever they have their meetings, we present to them. So it's not necessarily that every single high school is doing this, but we are trying to get into every single high school. And no matter where you are in the state, make sure that you reach out to us. If you have any questions, you can find pretty much everything that you need on our website. You can find the Talk It Out pledge. You can find facts on underage drinking. You can find information on how alcohol affects the developing brain, the conversation starters, as well as other resources. Also following us on Facebook, um, as well as Twitter. Um, We have a YouTube page you know really just anything that you need most likely you can find on our talk it out nc website in order to be able to start this conversation with you and i guess the last thing that i would say is start the conversation literally our kids lives depend on it
2: well if you want more information about how you can effectively talk to your teen about underage drinking visit that website tamra mentioned talk it out nc Org. They have education material on there, how alcohol affects teen development, especially the brain, and then those conversation starters as well. It's TalkItOutNC.org. I'm Mark Edwards. My thanks again to Tamara Church for being our guest this week. And thank you for joining us for The Hometown Journal. You've been listening to The
0: Journey Hometown Journal. If you're a part of an organization or know of one in the communities we serve and would like to be considered as a guest, please make your request at myjourneyfm.com, email office at myjourneyfm.com, or call 800-424-9594. The Hometown Journal is a presentation of The Journey.